every Tuesday, Tony Jigsaw-Catillo hops on this show, and more times than, than not, I say, you know what? You were right about that, Tony. So allow me to tee Tony up on this one, if I can. Uh, Jigsaw, very passionate about what he does, whether it's fantasy, Philadelphia sports, you name it, he's on it. T. Cotillo 23 on all things socials. And uh, Tony, first of all, uh, fantastic job all season long on the fantasy for us. We appreciate it. Your vignettes every day at 3.50, we play those. And uh, I see a lot of people tuning in every morning on Sunday service, and a lot of people check, or a lot of people chiming in saying, you know what, Jigsaw, I appreciate the advice. I came up short, but, you know, uh, definitely helped me out through along the way. Even our own Nick Pacone said he's in a championship game, and he said your advice helped him get to that spot. So fantastic job by you, sir. Ah, thanks, man. I enjoy it. And you, like you said, I I appreciate the platform and and I, I love the following, the support from everybody. Didn't have a great game last night. James Washington gave me a big fat goose egg. Mm. But hey, you can't win them all, Sean. You know what I mean? You just can't win them all. And, and you know, sometimes you got to take risks, and you know, which are the higher reward. And sometimes it just don't work out. Well, it's Super Bowl fantasy week, but I I, I got to get to it. I, let's put the fantasy stuff to the side for a second. <laughs> all right. So allow me to, uh, to, to, to bring everybody up to date here. So Jigsaw hits me off with a tweet yesterday or a text message, whatever it was, and we went back and forth a little bit, and, and I didn't mean to, to, to come at you. I was more along the lines of taking a shot at Orlovsky, but that's fine. Um, but Jigsaw, a couple weeks ago, said that once Jalen Hurts takes a snap for the Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz will never take another snap with the Birds. Did I get that right? Yeah. No. What? It was probably it was about week five. Why did you say that? Because of what you're seeing on the field right now, uh, you know. And, and again, listen. We all know that we, you know, when you draft these guys, whether it be first round, second round, third round, you, you don't know what, how they're going to react once they get behind the center. But just seeing the way this team was going. The, you know, the, the offensive line issues, the, the, you know, the, the Carson Wentz issues, whether it be accuracy, whether it be mobility, whether it be athleticism, whether it be, you know, he, he wasn't mentally right. Just all the things that were going in, I just knew that this kid is a supreme athlete in Jalen Hurts. Whether he can throw the football or not, he's an athlete. And we remember, remember Donovan McNabb's first year. Remember his second year. Right? Remember how good he played his second year. Remember when he came in relief in that Washington game? And, you know, when, when, when our team looked like it was dead and everybody wanted Donovan in there, and he came in and just changed everything. I just knew that once this kid was going to get a chance, that it was going to be the end. Because I know, just like you know, whether we, you know, we get mad at fans, whether, you know, we're happy with fans, you know, ourselves, it doesn't matter. But, we want the shiny new toy. We always want that. Once they come in and, and, and they show something that the other person isn't, we're going to fall in love with them. I just wasn't expecting the backlash that we would get from all the Carson Wentz cheerleaders. I was just shocked. Well, I think they have a point, and their overall point was, you know, why is he not allowed a bad season? Like, this is a terrible year by Carson Wentz. Terrible year. No doubt. And even the Carson Wentz cheerleaders aren't denying that. What they are saying is, why are you willing to give up? You know, there were some people out there that weren't Carson Wentz fans. I get it. But he shut everybody up in those final four weeks of last year when he was throwing the football to you and I out there. All right? Yeah. He shut everybody up. 
So why is it all of a sudden he's not allowed one bad year, and now we have to cut bait after we gave him the contract, get rid of him? Some people, whether not you, but some personalities want to throw dirt on him, want to make up stories, make him out to be like one of the worst teammates he's ever existed, which is just a joke. Like For the Carson Wentz cheerleaders out there, their main point is look at a guy like Josh Allen who – you know, me and you went head-to-head about a tweet I put out there. And the only reason why I did that is because of his accuracy. He was terrible, Tony, last year. It was like 56%. And what'd they do? I told you. I told you. Give him a chance, Sean. Give well, him a chance. Well, no. What happened is they went out there and got him some receivers, including Diggs, who is a legitimate number one wide receiver who's got over 30 catches in the last three games. That's a huge deal. Why doesn't Carson Wentz get that same treatment? Listen. I, I'm not going to disagree. What, what I am going to say is to go back just a little bit when, when we're talking about, you know, first of all, I never gave up on Carson Wentz, okay? And you know that. I even came on the show the final week and said I thought he deserved a chance to start again. So I've always said this. So the people that come at me, they have no if they don't follow me, they have no idea what they're talking about, as always. But they, they tweet and run, but that's all good. <laughs> so at the end of the day, right, because that's what they do. We tweet and run. Tweet and run. What did I say to you day. yesterday? What did I say yesterday? I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. You're like, yeah, I get that yeah. a lot around here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They tweet and run, dude. That's what they do. They unfollow. They mute. Congratulations. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? It is what it is. The problem is they just can't take the heat. That's the issue. They, you know, they, once you start going at them, it's like, all right, we're done now. But here, the, the problem is, you know, right now this situation is so terrible. I'm not saying he's not allowed a bad season. But the thing is, it was when they drafted Jalen Hurts, it already you could see the ball moving. And the problem is, Sean, Carson Wentz can't come back. He can't. Two reasons. Number one, just play the scenario out. Mm-hmm. If, 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 if Carson Wentz comes back and he, listen, Jalen Hurts, he only threw 53, uh, completed 53% of his pants last week. I get it. But for 338 yards, three touchdowns, rushed 63 yards, and touchdown. If Carson Wentz comes in and goes 24 of 44, the same as Jalen Hurts, but only throws for 174 yards and throws for two picks, he's done. Even the people that are his cheerleaders are going to kill him. He cannot come back on the field. He just can't. Well, he's got to play better. He's got to play better. Right, but what I'm saying is the chances of that are 50-50, right? And and let me ask you something. Everybody's talking about, you you have a perfect example. There's Stephon Diggs. Don't forget about Cole Beasley, right? Cole Beasley, stud, right? They bring in two guys. They draft two guys, Gabriel Davis and Isaiah McKenzie, another gadget guy. Okay, uh, they give him four wide. But let me ask you something. Look at the game last night with Baker uh, with uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. As good as that receiving core is, you still have to make a play. You still have to hit guys in stride. And he couldn't hit an eighteen wheeler park in a parking spot at Chick Fil A last night. No doubt. So guess what? At, right. So at the end of the day, does it matter? Right. Obviously, it helps. But what I'm saying is, if that quarterback is that off, it doesn't matter who he's showing the ball to. So you could see, yes, Carson is allowed to have a bad season. But the problem is, having such a bad season Mm. with the same team that Jalen Hurts is playing with right now, how can you make those same excuses? That's what I want to ask everybody. The excuses I've heard from day one, he doesn't have good enough receivers. He doesn't have a good enough offensive line. He doesn't have anything. 
Well, Jalen Hurts playing with the same team, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's he right. So, and and we're getting a different result because, like I said before, the intangible. This is the new evolution of quarterback. And I'm sorry, I'm running on. I talk a lot. No, that's all right. This is the right. This is the evolution of the quarterback. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. Right? You see it, and Jalen Hurts. So, unfortunately, it's just a bad situation that was given by upper management. They started this all by drafting them. Mm-hmm. And, again, I'm telling you, my theory, Sean, I'll tell, I'll tell everybody, Bring it. is Jalen is Doug's guy. Jalen was Doug's guy. Nick Foles was Doug's guy. Jalen Hurts is Doug's guy. Carson Wentz is not Doug's guy. Even after and last year, even after there. winning the division, you say, no. you don't feel like Doug Peterson is, is, is on the same uh, wavelength uh, no. with Carson Wentz. No, and I'll tell you why. I think I, I think we've seen it. I think that he wanted to keep Nick Foles, and he got overruled. I think the coaches that want to keep Nick Foles, like Frank Reich, uh, like John Filippo, where are they at? Gone. Gone. These guys, anybody that was a Nick Foles guy and not a Carson guy is gone. The guy that wanted Carson was Howie Roseman, who signed Carson Wentz. So at the end, and I told you that Doug had a ton of plays just waiting for Jalen Hurts. Doug, that offense look completely different. He's a giddy kid right now in a candy store. This is what he wanted because he's trying to build that team like he had in Kansas City. And Patrick Mahomes is not Carson Wentz. Or I say Carson Wentz is not Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts is a Patrick Mahomes, but Jalen Hurts has the same intangibles as Patrick Mahomes. Got my guy Jigsaw Cotillo. Make sure you follow him at Cotillo 23 Spitting that logic. He covers all things fantasy for us, but of course he does it all. Uh, great follow, Cotillo 23 uh, Look, you know, we'll eventually have all of our answers here. I, I just I can't believe how bad Carson Wentz has fallen, how bad he played this year. And there's nobody to blame but himself. And I agree with you. That's the one thing that hit me yesterday that John Jansen gave me the side eye yesterday when I said, well, it, it, look at what Jalen Hurts just did against a decent Arizona Cardinals team. Was came off a yeah. great performance as far as defensively the week before. So they had some things cooking in their favor. Um, and then look what he did against the New Orleans Saints and he wanted to throw the Taysom Hill stuff back at me. But come on, the bottom line is this is the same players that Carson Wentz had. Same offensive line issues. Same wide receivers out there that couldn't get separation, couldn't get open. And he's making something happen. So something, yeah. you know, there's a spark. Something is going on inside that locker room. He's lifting his team. Whatever it may Maybe there's a number of players that have con- that continue to put out the word leader. You know, he's a he's a really natural leadership, yeah. and, and I don't know. Maybe they don't get that vibe from Carson Wentz. I don't know what it is. Uh, but here's the question that I want to end this with: How does this play out this off season? How do you move Carson Wentz? Do you think that happens? Well, yeah. Can't these two players? Can't these two players remain on the same roster? No. Why? No, because dissension. Listen, and and when I said, I I, I tweeted something out the other day, and I said, are you a Carson Wentz fan or a Philadelphia Eagles fan? And what I meant by that is this exact question. Do you want to win, or do you just want Carson Wentz? And the reason why I say that is because if you have a division within your team, if you have dissension among your locker room, if you have no communication and no mojo between the head coach, the offense coordinator, whoever that may be, and Carson Wentz, then it's not going to work ever. 
And the problem is right now, I'll tell you what, Ryan Clark got blasted on Good Morning Football or whatever show he was on by, by calling Carson Wentz soft. I'm not even going to comment on that. Mm-hmm. But one thing he did say I think was absolutely spot on. This whole entire campaign, Jalen Hurts is not getting any credit. You know why? Because everybody's afraid to praise him because they don't want to hurt Carson. And that's not fair to Jalen. If Jalen comes out there and he's swinging the way he has the last two days, think about it, Sean. Everybody is making the excuse on why he's being, like, like why he's this good. John Jansen, worry about Taysom Hill. Everybody's like, well, Arizona didn't have their full team. Everybody's making excuses. Why? Because they're afraid to hurt Carson. That's why they can't both come back next year because they got to damn near give this kid some respect because he had the same offseason. That was non-existent as Carson went. And all the Carson apologists told me, well, Carson didn't have an offseason to work for him. Well, guess what? Neither did Jalen Hurts. You want to talk about somebody getting cold, coming off the pine, and coming in and producing right away? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to give this kid some respect. And he's not going to get it as long as Carson's here. I... It's crazy. Mm. I can't believe we're here. No, I, really, I can't believe we're here either. It's $59 million of just... Like the the number that is just talk- again, he just got the contract. There's so many things you said that we can go and and spend ten minutes a, a clip on. You know, one of the things that I'm really trying to figure out is, is who's going to be back this off season from Howie Roseman, Doug Peterson, and Carson Wentz. Will all three be back? Will there be added voices into the mix? And I think there has to be as far as somebody that could step into that Joe Douglas fold. Um, I still feel like Howie Roseman could be fired. I, I just I come back to this, and, and this goes to your point about how you feel like Doug Peterson was never a Carson Wentz guy. These guys all went out to dinner. These guys were all there from day one. The, the first night that they went out to eat dinner in North Dakota when they scouted them, it was Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, and Doug Peterson. All three of them get together weekly, I'm sure, and are just looking at each other going, what the hell happened. Everything we're saying, I'm sure they're saying, they can't believe oh, how how far Carson Wentz has fallen at this point in time. So to the point that they just gave him that franchise money and now they got to cut bait and move on from him this offseason because he's so fractured. They don't know if they can get back to that 2017 Carson Wentz or 2018 Carson Wentz. Don't know if that's a possibility. And you know what? Honestly, if you're saying, Sean, how does this play out? I think that's probably in their best interest. Just move on from Carson yeah. Wentz. I just don't know how they're going to do that with that contract. I, well, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of numbers floating around. If you really dive deep inside that contract, there's a. I, I think it's either an April or May point to where you know they, they can they can pay him a ten million dollar roster bonus, and then that that contract essentially becomes a fifty million dollar contract, which is twenty five million dollars per year, which is a bargain mm-hmm. for Carson Wentz. If you're looking at Jameis Winston, who got. 16 million, uh, you know, to be a backup. Sure. I mean, think about it. I, you know, so a lot of teams would jump at 25 million, especially when a guy like Dak is, was going to get 35 to 30. Think, so, think about that for a right. second. Think about right. what we used to argue with Dak Prescott, who's the better yeah. quarterback, <laughs> and how Dallas right. handled that and, and situation. For you, and to think that Dallas did it right. What did they do? They didn't give Dak the big money, they gave him a franchise tag because they weren't sure. Because they weren't sure, then we would. If, if Carson Wentz won a franchise tag, we're not even having this. We're not even having this discussion. Doesn't even matter. But I think Howie gets put back in the corner. He's not getting fired. I think John, that John Dorsey signing 
you know, bring as a consultant, be careful, man. You, you look at his history and see what he's done. This has the Philadelphia Phillies written all over it. Matt Clintac, go to the corner. Ed Wade, we're going to bring in Pat Gillick as a consultant. And then all of a sudden, Ed Wade gets fired. Pat Gillick takes over the following year. I'm telling you, that this Tom Dorsey thing has has legs. Definitely. And people need to look at that. Yeah, no Definitely doubt. Definitely has legs. No doubt. He's a name. He's been around. And uh, I don't really sign off too much on anything he's done as, as far as with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, but he's been around the league for a long, long time, and he's in that circle. Uh, so it wouldn't shock me if they did bring him in. I, I'm here's my here's my uh, hot take: Howie Roseman gets removed this year. He's done. That's that's Ooh. that's where I'm at, and I know nobody that's believes the move. It. It, it. It is the move. It is Honestly, the move. That's the move. Yes, that's the move. You don't fire I'm Doug Peterson. Not a dog lot guy. Yeah. It doesn't matter what. What Doug has shown me the last two weeks is he can adjust. Doug can still be the coach that he wants, and that showed me a lot. The, the problem right now is you've got to get rid of one guy. That's not Carson Wentz, and out of those three, out of those two guys, it's going to have to be out. It just has to be. Well, uh, only time will tell. This is going to be honestly. We we have. The like what you would say the Patriots were probably up there as far as the offseason last year. Who that were they going to do with Cam Newton and so on and so forth? Um, the number one storyline this offseason in the NFL is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles, and, and it shouldn't be. And it's t- we were just talking last year about how thank God we have our franchise quarterback. It's crazy, <laughs> like it is absolutely mind boggling that we're sitting here seven months later and wondering where do we go from here. It is not. Excellent job, Tony. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Excellent job on all things talking uh, the Eagles there. Once again, give Tony a follow, Ticatillo23. Got to get a take as far as fantasy is concerned. It is fantasy Super Bowl week, Tony. Um, Is there there anybody out there on the waiver? Let me ask you, is there one guy that, you know, if somebody's hurting as far as the running back position is concerned, who's the one guy that they need to look at right now that could be possibly on waivers? You know, it's between two guys. I think it's Saba and Ahmed out of Miami. And, again, it all depends on the Miles Gaskin situation. Mm-hmm. If he's still hurt, I mean, you have a guy that got the ball 23 times last week. So uh, I always talk, talk about volume. That's a big number. And, and they're going against the Raiders. And the Raiders' defense, yeah, they, they, they fired their defensive coordinator. How did Rob Marinelli help? He stinks, too. So that defense is terrible right now, right? And then you have Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott. Healthy scratch. We're we're not even talking about all the money they spent for Ezekiel Elliott. He's checked out completely on that team right now. Tony Pollard did a good job. Had over seventy yards rushing. He had two touchdowns and he added sixty plus yards receiving. So those two things right there, I think, need to be at the top of your waiver wire moves. All right. Well, Ticatil twenty three. Hit him up with any questions you have. He's always there to answer it. He's live every Sunday morning at nine thirty, courtesy of Sunday service. We kick butt and took names all year long. Let's close it up with the you know with the same type of uh, uh, flair that we've had all season long, man. And uh, great job, Tony. You've you've killed it for the gambler this year. Twenty twenty was a crazy crazy year. I look forward to doing more yeah, with man. you in twenty twenty one, man. Yeah, and everybody, listen, I don't want to overstep my boundaries here, but, you know, listen, just because we're a playoffs and a fantasy, I mean, we're, we're still going to talk playoff fantasy on Sundays, and we're going to turn that right into NBA fantasy talk, too. It might not be Sunday morning, but we're going to pick a day or a night where we do it live, so uh, we're going to keep this going all year long. And we got to get Tony and his crew an hour on the weekends when we can get everybody back in this damn studio safely. 
uh, I need you to uh, to to take on that role, and and I know you're ready to do so. So, like I said, 2021, man, let's let's raise it up another level. I'm ready, brother. I appreciate it, and uh, happy holidays, everybody out there listening, and and thanks again, and we'll we'll talk in a couple weeks. It burns me when you're right, just so you know. <laughs> I know it does. Burns me. <laughs> it, yo, it burns a lot of people. Get out! Get out of here! There he is, Jigsaw Cantillo. He's always right. It seems. Not kidding. He's right more than he's wrong. Let's put it that way. And uh, when he's right, he'll let you know too as well. But that's that's what it's all about. Jigsaw's good people.